Today on Locked On, Anaheim Ducks. Two wacky games took place at the Ponda, and they both went to a shootout. We'll talk about them on today's Locked On, Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Monday, and this is Locked On, Anaheim Ducks. Brought to you by... Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Once again, that is Built Bar. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Alright, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, make sure to rate 5 stars, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Follow my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. Let's get right into the action. So we had a pair of games on Friday and Saturday. We're going to talk about the Friday game first because we have to. I mean, it was a fun game for what it's worth. Two teams that are kind of in the cellar trying to gain some points. And for the Ducks, they were a little bit ahead in the standings. For the Sharks, they hadn't played in about a week because of COVID protocols. So let's get right into the highlights. In the first period, San Jose came out firing right away as they had the first, I want to say, six shot attempts, or rather shots on goal. Anaheim did wake up a little bit later on in the period. In fact, they had a couple pretty decent chances around the middle of the first. However, it was kind of a two-on-one breakaway, and it was a nifty, nifty goal from Matt Nieto on the assists from Marcus Sorensen and Sasha Chemilevsky to make it one nothing San Jose about 12 and a half minutes into the first period. And for the record, Sasha Chemilevsky, we will talk about him more in the second part of this podcast. And on that play, I did like that Nick Delorier tried to hurl his body to block a passing lane, but it did not work, unfortunately, for the Ducks. San Jose really looked strong in that first period. They outshot the Ducks. I think it was 14-8. to I'll admit right now, I was between this game and the goals game taking place on Friday. Same story on Saturday. In fact, I think it was 15-8 to shots on goal for the Sharks in the first period. Moving on to the second period, the Ducks came completely alive in the second period. They had puck possession almost the entire time. But then, exactly midway through the second period... Derek Grant won an important faceoff just to the right of the goalie, who that day was Martin Jones. Marty Jones, he could have had that goal. He could have had it. Derek Grant won the faceoff, then after winning the faceoff, got it towards the net. And right there was Troy Terry and Adam Henrique. Troy Terry fired it towards the goal. Derek Grant got a little touch on it, and that went right to Adam Henrique. Rico scores his second goal of the season, tying the game at one halfway through the second. But only three minutes after that, the Ducks would come right back and score another one. As on the breakaway, it was Troy Terry scoring it from about the middle lane on a nifty pass from Cam Fowler and Derek Grant. Yes, Derek Grant again. How this play was set up. Yanni Hockenpah collected the puck from just about his own red line and had a perfect outlet pass to Derek Grant right on the sideline. Derek Grant then fed it to Cam Fowler and had a perfect pass to Troy Terry, 
who got it just above the glove side of Marty Jones to make a 2-1 Ducks. Then, a few minutes after that, the Sharks had a power play, but really couldn't do anything there as the Ducks' defense really did their job. And I got to give a lot of credit to Derek Grant on that PK. I thought he did a fantastic job on that penalty kill and something that he's been really good at the entire season. Derek Grant had to be spectacular on that PK because Yanni Hockenpah was the one that went to the box for tripping. So yeah, I put this PK all on Derek Grant, the Elite 1C. On the second part of that Sharks power play, Derek Grant had what I thought was a perfect outlet reception from uh, David Backus. And Derek Grant, he put that puck right on net and that nearly got past Marty Jones. Derek Grant nearly had a shorty, but it didn't go in. So it was still 2-1 to one at that point. But then later in the second, towards the end of the second period, Ricard Raquel had a perfect pass to Max Comtois for his fourth goal of the season to give Anaheim a 3-1 to one lead with only a minute and a half left in the second. Ricard Raquel collected the puck, swooped in from behind the net, and passed it directly to Max Comtois for a perfect one-timer. Max Comtois got down on one knee and just drilled it. So it was 3-1 to one at that point. But then the third period, it was all San Jose for a while. As right off of the opening faceoff, it was the Sharks with all the energy. Burns passed it to Evander Kane. And Evander Kane crashed the net. And what happened was John Gibson's glove, or rather his stick, got tangled up with both Evander Kane. And I think that was Cam Fowler right there. Or no, it wasn't Cam Fowler right there. It was uh, Yanni Hockenpah, in fact. No, it was Cam Fowler, in fact. Uh, Cam Fowler had his skate kind of tangled up with John Gibson. And that left Logan Couture wide open right at the crease to nail it. And it was 3-2 to two Anaheim. And about a minute later, the Ducks are on a power play. And folks, you've heard me say this throughout the season. I'm going to repeat it right now. The Ducks' power play is that abysmal, and it continued. As the Ducks were trying to do something in the power play, this is where it went It went south really bad. The power play went south for the winner. So let me set this up. Kevin Shattenkirk tried an outlet pass, which went a little bit long. So Shatty tried to pass it around the horn. It missed Silverberg, so it went to Adam Henrique. Adam Henrique tried a behind-the-back pass to Hampus Lindholm, and Lindholm kind of risked it, a 50-50 puck, but that pass should have been better. Instead, it was collected by Evander Kane, and Evander Kane took advantage, swooped in, and took it coast-to-coast for an unassisted, short-handed goal. The Ducks let yet another short-handed goal get past them, and this tied the game at 3, only 2.06 into the third, only halfway through the PP. Oh my god, this was so bad. The power play is going to be the Achilles heel of the Ducks all season, and it has been their Achilles heel. Look, it's bad enough that there's no movement on the power play, but when there finally is movement, the passes are lazy and 
They are not getting anywhere. This I put on Shattenkirk a little bit. And I also put it on Adam Henrique. Shatty could have had a more direct pass to Silverberg, but he tried to go around the horn. So that one's okay. It's not on Shattenkirk yet. But then, when he passed it to Henrique, Henrique tried to collect the puck and tried to do something with it because he had a man on him. Alright, fine. But it's a power play. You can pass it back towards behind the net. He didn't do that. Instead, Henrique decided to pass behind him and tried to risk it. It was a lazy pass, a bad pass, and Kane took full advantage. So this one I put more on Adam Henrique, and then I put it on Shattenkirk for not taking off right away, going the other way. Yes, Shattenkirk was kind of right there next to Evander Kane, but if Shattenkirk takes off just a half second sooner, he probably could have caught Kane there. But as a result, Kane was all alone, unassisted, and put it away. Oh, but it got so much worse after that. Never mind the abysmal power play and not doing anything there, letting a shorthanded goal. No, no, we have to do worse than that. Because John Gibson, he wanted this goal back. He tried to play the puck behind the net, didn't get back in time, and that was left open right to Ryan Donato, he passes it to Brent Burns right on the left side. And that went through the wickets and that made it 4-3 San Jose. Oh boy, John Gibson wants this one back. He didn't follow the puck completely and got back a little bit slowly. But the Ducks, for what it's worth, they did come back later in that period with about eight and a half minutes left. Max Comtois got a perfect pass from Carter Rowney, who got a good pass from Hampus Lindholm. And this one did start with Hampus Lindholm, who set it up, passed it to Carter Rowney on the right side, and he had a perfect pass right through the Royal Road to Max Comtois, who had another perfect one-timer. Comtois down on one knee once again, and that tied things up at four goals apiece. And I'm already over on time. For those of you that saw the game, you know exactly what happens next. And I'm really going to bash the power play even more after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and especially the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Look at all the prop bets taking place in the NHL. You have your trophy winners. Who's going to win the division? Who's going to win the cup? Bet Online has you covered for all the scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to betonline.ag. And sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on on your first deposit. Once again, that is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we're going to talk more about this game and the other game on the other side. Mm-hmm. 
welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by Built Bar. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to talk more about this wacky-ass game that took place on Friday night. Hey, both games were wacky, but Friday's went to another level, because it was 4-4, as I just mentioned, Max Comtois scored his second of the game. But of course it went to overtime, because the Sharks and the Ducks, and at least they both gained a point. As I mentioned online, Lindholm, Steele, and Silverberg. It was an interesting choice to start overtime. Interesting to say the least. Lindholm at least is more of an offensive threat on the defensive side. So that was fine. But the Ducks did go on a power play in overtime. Yeah, can you believe that? Ryan Donato high-sticked Max Comtois. And Max Comtois looked like he was in a bit of pain after getting high-sticked. Uh, he did not look comfortable at all. In fact, he left uh, just kind of clutching at himself, and he went straight to the bench. So he didn't come out right away on the power play, and you can tell that the Ducks could have used some Comtois in that power play. So what did the Ducks do? Well, they bring out two defensemen on this power play. Ugh. They were four on three. They didn't learn their lesson from earlier. They didn't pull through. What were the Ducks thinking? Yes, the 2D on the power play looked really bad. And once again, thanks to Jan Richter for pointing this out. I was going to tweet this, but she beat me to the punch. So you know what? I had to respond. Because it's true. Even during overtime. Why was Kevin Shattenkirk out there with this particular unit, especially in overtime? If you're going to have one defenseman out there, it should be Lindholm or Fowler, not two. Maybe Fowler and Shattenkirk? No, that wouldn't work. Just have one D out there at a time, and that is it. You need three forwards out there. You need your scorers out there. I understand that Comtois was out at the moment because he was being tended to. But why not put some different personnel out there than they did? I mean, yeah, Derek Grant, he didn't go out there right away. Silverberg. Okay, that's fine. I I understand that move. Silverberg has been good. Sam Steele, he's been very good. Why not try Nick Delorier? Adam Henrique, he already had a goal this game. So I think the Ducks could have done with some different lines in the power play. So I don't think they completely learned their lesson there. And of course, they squandered the power play because they've been doing that nearly all season long. Again, they've only scored in the power play twice this season. That's really it. Two power play goals, and it's still two power play goals. And a lot of shorty, because the Ducks. So they were 0-3 for on the power play that day. So they go to a shootout, and it's bad. It was bad in the shootout. Okay, Ryan Miller, I think, had a better shootout on Saturday. John Gibson did not have a good shootout in this one. In fact, on that first one... It was Ryan Donato who had the first shot, and he beat John Gibson bad. John Gibson was down and out for the count, and Ryan Donato did a little fake to his right, back to his left, and Gibson committed very early, was way outside the crease. I do kind of like that Gibby tried to poke check there, but it looked like his poke check was way off. If you're going to try that, at least come out a little bit further and be more aggressive on the poke check, but he looked like he just got beat. So it was one nothing. 
Ricard Raquel tried a fake, but Marty Jones stuck with it, stayed right on his crease, and barely got a glove on it. Logan Couture did get blocked by Gibby after that. Max Comtois was next on the shootout. He had a brilliant attempt. A nice fake out, but Marty Jones with the toe save. He completely stretched out, so it was up to Kevin LeBanc. And of course he scored it. He came way around to the right side, beat Gibby, glove side, and that was it. Sharks got two goals in the shootout. They won the game 5-4 to four in a shootout. Just a couple of stats. Ducks did outshoot the Sharks 37-30 in this game. Power plays were 0-3 apiece. I mean, there was a lot of good and a lot of bad on this game. The good really quickly. The offense of Max Comtois, once again, he got two goals. Max Comtois leads the team with five goals at that point. He's been solid all season long. Derek Grant, two helpers on this game. Derek Grant is still the glue, I think, that holds this team together. And there were two clutch assists. One of those directly off of a face-off win, which Grant is very good at. And one more good thing that I liked, it was the young kids in general. Troy Terry, he had a magnificent goal. Ricard Raquel getting in there. Yeah, the young guys played well. I liked their play on Friday. Before we talk about the next game, I got to give a quick shout out here to Sasha Chemilevsky or Alexander Chemilevsky, who was a Huntington Beach native. He was born in Huntington Beach in 1999, and he grew up as a Ducks fan. In fact, this was mentioned on the Ducks broadcast that Chemilevsky grew up right near the pond and went there several times per season. One of his favorite games was kind of along the playoff runs of 2012, 2013, 2014. And he mentions that one of his favorite players of all time is, of course, the great Tamu Solani. He got to meet him. Chemilowski loves the Ducks, and I'm sure he loved getting his first pro point at the Ponda. So once again, congratulations to Alex Chemilowski, or rather, Sasha Chemilowski, on getting his first NHL point. So yeah, his first pro game in the NHL. Good for him. Uh, he's primarily been with the San Jose Barracuda, and he has played in this building before. Uh, just not in an NHL level. So congrats to him. Alright, let's get to the second game of the weekend. And this was a much more entertaining game as far as Ducks fans are concerned. Well, okay. It was entertaining in the end. The first period, maybe not so much. And I'll admit, I didn't see this first goal because I was watching the San Diego goals and watching the Trevor Zegers interview where he talked about Jimmy Drysdale. I'll talk more about the goals games later on in the week. But apparently Logan Couture scored early in the game, 11 seconds into the game, in fact, to make it one nothing San Jose on assist from Evander Kane and Mario Ferraro. I didn't see that goal. I mean, I saw it on replay. That was just a bad face-off and a lazy start. The Ducks were caught flat-footed. They came out flat. They were lucky they only gave up the one goal in that first period, and that was it because they looked bad the first few minutes. After that, it was smooth sailing after that. Yes, there were a couple of bad penalties there. Uh, too many men was a bad one. Max Comtois got a nice roughing call, but you know, no goals scored on either power play. 
So then we go to the second period. I have got my full attention on this game now because the other game has ended. And right when I turn it on, the Ducks really turned on the afterburners. They were out shooting San Jose. They were out attempting them. It was really one-sided for a while. Then finally, Isaac Lundestrom, the longtime San Diego goal, he scores his first NHL goal on kind of a fluky play, but it's a goal nonetheless to tie the game up at one with about 14 and a half minutes left in the second period. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk got an assist. Hampus Lindholm, he was going to drill it from the blue line. Lindholm got it right towards the goal, and it went right off of Isaac Lundestrom's body. It did hit his stick right by his hands, but it counts for a goal nonetheless. I think Isaac Lundestrom tried to jump out of the way, but it ends up hitting him and deflecting off of him for his first pro goal. I mean, it's kind of a dirty goal, but he'll take it nonetheless because that is his first pro goal. So congrats to Isaac Lundestrom. The young Swede scores his first with the Ducks, and you've got to love it. I mean, I I like him a lot. He worked very hard in San Diego. I've seen this kid work and work and work down with the goals. He did a fantastic job down at Pachanga Arena. We're going to talk about the conclusion of this game after the second intermission. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. That come in several fantastic flavors, including double chocolate, cherry barcia, raspberry, cookies and cream, among others. My favorite is the cookies and cream, or rather the white chocolate cookies and cream. That one was delicious. You can check them out at BuiltBar.com. And when you use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. They are packed with 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 130 calories. Not only are they delicious, but they are good for you. They are healthy. Again, only 130 calories for a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They are fluffy. They are marshmallowy. They are soft. They are delicious. Head over to BuiltBar.com right now. Once again, promo code locked on will get you 20% off your next order. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. And we're going to talk about the thrilling conclusion of Saturday night's game on the other side. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by Built Bar. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're talking about both games taking place at the Ponda this weekend against the Sharks. And we'll talk about the conclusion of Saturday night's game. When I left off, Lundestrom scored his first pro goal in the National Hockey League. To start the third period, the Ducks dominated puck possession. At one point, they were 17-4 in shot attempts in that third period. Yet it was still tied at one. As I said, this is your 2021 Anaheim Ducks. And they couldn't do anything with the puck. They couldn't get it past the goalie, who was not Marty Jones this time. It was, in fact, Devin Dubnik. So it went to overtime. Again. But guess who they trotted out this time? Yeah, they put out Isaac Lundestrom and Max Comtois together in overtime. This was a solid move and a great move 
by Coach Dallas Eakins to start overtime because he showed a lot of confidence in his youngsters by putting them in right away. And in a sense, this is kind of rewarding Lundestrom for scoring his first goal in the National Hockey League. So he said, you know what? Put him out there with Comtois. And they completely took over overtime. I mean, they had puck possession maybe four out of the five minutes in overtime. They dominated it. They had the shot attempts there. Nothing went in. But San Jose barely touched the puck in overtime. It was like a game of keep away almost where the Sharks really didn't have any chances. They had maybe one chance, but Ryan Miller just kind of batted it towards the side. It wasn't even a shot attempt. It was just kind of went towards the net, and Miller just said, no, put it in the corner. Take that puck away. It was Dubnik that did the work in overtime, but nothing got through. Like I said, the Sharks were damn lucky to escape overtime and force that shootout because the Ducks had their chances. They were right on the doorstep more than once in overtime and just could not get the puck through. So it went to a shootout. Again! This time it was Troy Terry with a super nasty shootout goal to put him up 1-0. That thing was a was beautiful. But then Donato matched him. Okay, 1-1. Then Max Comtois opened up the 5-hole of Devin Dubnik and scored it to make it 2-1. Then Logan Couture got denied by the ageless wonder Ryan Miller. So it was all up to Kevin Shattenkirk, but he got blocked. So then it went to LeBanc, and he was denied. So the Ducks won 2-1 to in a shootout. And just a little kind of fun stat. Ryan Miller, he got his 60th shootout win of his career. And that is within one of Henrik Lundqvist. For the most shootout wins in NHL history. Granted, the shootout has only been around for a couple of decades. But Ryan Miller has 60 shootout wins. And is within one of Henrik Lundqvist for the most all time. Oh, and by the way, just just kind of briefly. Ryan Miller, he still leads all American goaltenders. With 388 career victories. He's only one win behind Dominic Hasek. The great... Dominic Hasek. Yeah, Ryan Miller is going to pass Hasek this season. And that is some good company to be around. So congrats to Ryan Miller on picking up the win. Congrats to Max Comtois for getting the game-winning shootout goal. And congrats to Isaac Lundestrom on getting his first. As I mentioned, the kids need to play more. Raquel, Isaac, Max Comtois. That line needs to absolutely stick together. They were brilliant throughout the game. They were so great late in the game. Raquel Lundestrom Comtois put them on a line permanently because they know how to move the puck around. They know how to execute the passes. They know what they're doing. Put them together. As for Ryan Miller, he was perfectly capable of leading this Ducks team. Trot him out more than once every five or six games. Put Miller out there maybe once every three to four games. John Gibson is getting a little bit overworked early this season. He's played in nearly every game so far. Rest him a little bit more. It'll be good in the long run. So that are my, that's my thoughts on that game. And some overall thoughts on both games. Once again, I'm just going to reiterate this. The young guys got to stick together. 
Comtois had a good weekend. He had a couple of goals. Lundestrom had a goal. The young kids had multiple points throughout this series. Lindholm, I thought, had a good series. As for Comtois, he is leading the team in points with six. Guess who's tied with the points lead for the Ducks? If you had guessed Hampus Lindholm, you'd be wrong. It was Carter Rowney. Max Comtois and Carter Rowney have six points apiece. Hampus Lindholm has five points this season. So does Ryan Getzloff, who was out this weekend with an injury. Jakob Silverberg and Nick Delorier. Those are your guys with five points apiece. Yeah, not the other guys in the top line. No, it is Silverberg, Delorier, Lindholm, Rowney, Comtois. I didn't expect that. Although I did expect Comtois to come out a bit this season. He has five goals this season. That is the team lead in goals. As far as your goalies. Look, Ryan Miller has done a great job. He's got a 234 goals against. John Gibson has a 248 goals against. They're both doing a fine job. Their save percentage is almost identical. Gibby at 918. Miller at 916. Like I said, play Miller more than once every five or six games. That will help the team. And that is my final thought on this weekend's games. So thanks once again to everyone listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks once again. By the way, thank you to everyone that sent in an email last week. We had some great questions last week. And I might come back to one of those questions later this week with a special guest, which we will talk about tomorrow. In the meantime, that'll wrap it up for today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. You can follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Follow me at StimpyJD. You can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. And don't forget to listen to Locked on NHL, which today is hosted uh, by Rob Lianio. So Rob is taking over for Sarah Avampado today, who was out. So Sarah, thinking of you today. So yeah, just want to give a quick shout out to my favorite friend of me, Sarah Avampado. Uh, hope everything's going well. And thinking of you. So Rob Lianio is taking over for Locked on NHL this week. So make sure to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, thank you everyone for listening. It is greatly appreciated. And for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please stay safe, be kind, and ducks fly together. Fly together.